So I thought I would talk about a guide notebook. Now, that's a really useful tool, or really I should say for me, it's a series of tools kind of all together in a little package um, that I can use before I go into the field, while I'm in the field, and when I get back from the field. And, you know, depending on the type of guiding you do, that guide notebook can have a variety of things in it, you know, for reference. And, you know, when I first started off in the outdoor ed kind of climbing instruction um, realm in the mid-90s, a guide notebook was pretty expansive at the program I was working with. You know, it was, you know, notes about natural history. It was notes about maybe the stars, right? It was notes about um, maybe recipes for dinner. It, it, was, it could have been quotes. You know, it could have had a place for a journal um, to write just thoughts about being outside, you know, on top of the more technical things that you might have in there, like a tour plan and time plan. So it's kind of more of a reference tool of kind of facilitating the experience outside with people. And you could bring more things into that conversation, um, you know, like the natural history stuff or that quote type stuff. So you can kind of share those bits without having to have to remember that stuff. So now my guide notebooks kind of morphed into more of a specialty tool in terms of less kind of that natural history piece um, and more into kind of tour planning, emergency planning, time management plans, um, navigation tools. Not that I won't add um, some notes in there sometimes that might be kind of more general about, you know, kind of an experiential part of a trip. Like maybe it's a, a natural history thing of an area that I'm going to that's new to me and I, and I want to make sure I don't forget that so I can share it with my clients. So there certainly can be reference points in there that are specific to a trip or maybe just general for being outside. So I might have some notes about a specific medical thing or a specific, you know, avalanche thing that, you know, I don't do a lot and I want to make sure I have reference if I need to do it, you know, in the field for whatever reason. So it can be pretty expansive. But, you know, my guide notebook it's kind of like a little happy place for me because there's a lot of things that I like in there, a lot of details and information that I like. Um, and it always goes with me on, you know, any trip that is more significant. So not necessarily like day-to-day rock guiding um, in the type of rock guiding I typically do. But if I'm going to do like a longer rock route, so, you know, a long multi-pitch route, I'd probably have some bits and pieces of my guide notebook in there. Maybe not the whole thing. Um, but maybe a bit or piece of it. You know, if I'm going to do a long alpine climb, you know, if I'm going to do a longer winter day, so maybe a remote, more remote ice climbing venue or, or an alpine climb or ski with um, during just a day trip, certainly I'm going to have it on a multi-day trip, and that could be any time of the year. You know, so that's going to have some of our pertinent information like tour plans and time plans and emergency contact information and backup plans and stuff like that. So the cool thing is having something that's really customizable depending on what you need to do and what you want to do um, and, you know, how big your pack is and all that stuff. But, you know, when I have my guide notebook, you know, it starts off with some sort of carrying case. You know, um, there was some, ba- um, what's the company? 
Brooks Range, which is no longer in existence, kind of had like the standard for a lot of like guide notebook type stuff, a nice, a nice little ripstop nylon, you know, bifold case where you could slide a notebook in there, had pencil holders and a couple slots in there for like some basic Abbey tools, like a crystal card and like a compass and, and some other notes. Um, and that's a really nice little package that all kind of Velcroed shut. Now that the company's not around anymore, there are some other companies that are kind of taking up the mantle. One nice little company is based out of Colorado. Um, it's So Alpine. And I'll put the link of that into um, the description here. But Hannah, who runs that, is super nice. She actually made me a custom backcountry rescue sled, which she now offers. It's, kind of, it's their lighter weight version one. It's a really nice tarp sled, um, if you're interested in that too. But she also makes like a nice little ripstop field um, covering that can hold the notebook in there and has pockets and stuff for all your other little goodies. So it's worth kind of having that as a platform so you can carry more than just a notebook. Um, but when I open this up, you know, a couple of things that I have or a few things that I have in here that um, I find really useful for me is I have a couple of mechanical pencils. And I like two because I like a red one and I like a black one. Um, because I usually write all my notes in the black mechanical pencil, but I use the red one for when I'm actually in the field. Say if I am finishing a leg of my tour and I look back and I said, oh, I'm supposed to do this in this amount of time. And I look at my watch, and said, oh, we actually did it in this time. I'll write those notes in the field and in red pencil. So that way, when I reflect back on it in the future, I actually can tell the difference between what I thought I was going to do and what I actually did just kind of makes sense to me organizationally. Also, I find red pencil works really well if you're actually going to be drawing a route plan on a map, a paper map in the field. Um, it's just a little bit more visual for me. It kind of pops out of the map a little bit better versus a black pencil. So I like having two mechanical pencils. Um, the other thing I have in there is I'll have a crystal card for the wintertime. You know, sometimes it's just nice to kind of feel like a, a surface layer or, or see snowflakes partly because I like snowflakes and I like looking at snow, um, but it's just nice to have that as a quick reference versus having to dig out a whole avi kit. Or maybe I'm not even, you know, really traveling avalanche train, but I like to have that crystal card just to kind of like teachable moment for a client, you know, just kind of pull it out and show them some different crystals and keep mo moving. So I usually have that in my, in my winter version of my kit. I'll usually have some sort of map tool or tools. So usually those are like plastic cards that have, um, of varying sizes that will have, you know, things like a UTM reader, right? And some of the cards, once again, Brooks Range used to uh, make all these um, map tool cards, which were really cool, that would have several different scales, sizes on them for different UTMs or different scales for UTMs and rulers and stuff like that. So you'd have a lot of like information in one place. Um, nowadays, it's a little harder to find stuff like that, especially in the, in the same format and size. But there's another company called Map Tools. Um, com, which has some, some of these other tools and you can buy specific UTM readers that are nice and small. So that way, if you're traveling in the field, you have some tools specifically for um, referencing map stuff. So I usually have some mapping stuff in there. I also tend to carry my maps in this little notebook. So a lot of times I'll have, you know, a smaller um, map. Maybe it's uh, something I printed on waterproof paper. Um, like a eight and a half by 11, so a regular sheet of paper that I have in there that's maybe a large scale map. And then maybe I'll have a slightly smaller scale map that's a little bigger, so I have a little bit better um, view of the surrounding topography. So I like to keep that in there. Um, I do have some reference cards, like I mentioned, for certain information that I just don't want to remember. I can just refer to those cards for whatever reason. 
um, in there. And then like the main body of the book is I have two notebooks. I have a larger notebook, which is really more for my tour plans, time plans, um, weather observations. And then, um, then I have a smaller notebook that I can actually take out of my general um, guide notebook package and like put in my pocket. And that's going to have all kinds of stuff in that. So in that smaller notebook, I find that to be really useful for quick reference things. So I'll do things like if I'm climbing a long rock route, I might describe um, the rock route in that in terms of all the the pitches and things to look out for and descent options in there. So I have this nice reference in my pocket that I can look at while I'm climbing that's not big and bulky. It might have um, some pertinent navigation things. So I might have a more detailed tour plan in my larger um, notebook, but in that smaller notebook, I'll just have some real pertinent things. Once again, just in my pocket, so it's easy reference. I might use that to make notes about things I see in the field for future reference, or maybe um, notate time differences that you know in the field um, as I've traveled, um, just to make for future references. I also tend to use that book for like my emergency contact stuff. So I'll have my my clients in there, their emergency contact information, you know, the date of the trip we're doing, where we're going. Um, any other pertinent information in terms of, of emergency response. Um, I'll list in any pertinent medical things so that way I can just have a quick reference um, in there. Now, I do take pictures of like my clients' waiver forms and all that information as well. But once again, I like having an actual tangible analog copy of some of that really basic information. That way, if my phone breaks or whatever, I still have access to that information. So I'll put that in there. The other thing I find that I use a lot with that smaller notebook is I'll actually write in, like if I'm ski touring or traveling an avalanche train, I'm going to write in the avalanche forecast, whether that I'm getting that from a forecast region or my own forecast. So I'll have like, you know, the elevation bands, um, you know, compass rows, my top three avalanche problems of the day. Um, you know, and maybe some other pertinent things to kind of pull out of the forecast or what I think is relevant for that tour of that day or that location. So I like to throw that in there. So that way I have it actually documented, you know, what we're going to do. And I also have kind of our red light, green light, um, ski runs or terrain for that day. So whatever that happens to be. So I find that really useful. And then above that, in terms of, um, risk hazard analysis, I'll also just put in what do I think my top three hazards of the day are? So that could be an avalanche thing, but it could also be like, oh, it's really cold today, or we're really remote today, or it's day five and we're really fatigued. So I'll write that in regardless of the type of guiding I'm doing. So if I'm just doing a summer rock guiding, you know, long alpine route, I'll just put that in. Obviously, the avalanche data might not be relevant then. Um, But I'm going to put that in on top of the avalanche stuff, especially um, if I'm doing avalanche terrain um, travel. So that way I have some things to keep forefront of my mind. And and three is a nice number. If you do more than that, it gets too many because you could list thousands of hazards, right? If you do less than that, you know, you might miss something. So I try really hard with that kind of hazard analysis to figure out what three things for that day would be that are kind of above and beyond just the normal hazards. And that can be something as little as blisters because we're doing a long approach because blisters can ruin your day or a whole trip if it's a multi-day trip and it's day one, right? It could be like, hey, it's really hot out today. Hydration is going to be an issue. Or it could be really something significant like significant rock fall, you know, 
on this route or whatever. So whatever those hazards are that you kind of feel as your top three things, it's a great place to list that. And then once again, I like to be able to have something that I can just put in my pocket and reference as I get going through the day. Um, and then my larger book, like I said, is more set up for larger tour plans, larger notes, right? Larger time plans, um, and then weather observations. And there's a, there's a bazillion ways you could set that up. I find that, um, you know, just how I see things, like literally see things, can be very confusing for me in terms of organizing data. So trying to find a system of organizing data that makes sense to you um, is really, really helpful. Um, so I have in my guide notebook, like really set up so I can just like fill in the boxes for the data that I need for a tour plan. But I could also write a more general tour plan that doesn't actually utilize that system as well if it's, if it's a more basic tour plan. So I really like that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've always heard that guide notebooks can become like evidence in a court case if, if say something happens in the field and that all of a sudden goes to court. I don't really know if that's true or not. Um, one little thing that they always tell you is that never erase anything in your notebook. If you make a mistake on something, just strike it through and then rewrite it. So that way it doesn't look like you've erased anything. I do that. I, I don't know if that's legitimate or not, but I kind of have always followed that. But I think one thing that's really important about the guide notebook, just in terms of maybe that aspect of things, maybe that's legal aspect of things, but also I think for you internally and, and for the organization you may work for, it's documenting your process, right? So here's my process for doing this trip, trying to recognize some hazards and, and what are my mitigation strategies. And here's the documentation that shows that I'm doing due diligence in the field. And I think that's really valid. So if someone could see that, you know, they're like, oh, this person clearly had a process and something happened and you know, it wasn't really a reflection of the process, right? So good process um, is the starting point for successful trips. So I do find that to be really useful, both maybe on that legal side of things, but also just for me personally is to, you know, actually just document my process. When I was younger, I tended to keep a lot of things in my head. Um, and I, just because writing things down wasn't really intuitive to me. Now that I'm older, I tend to write a lot more things down. A, I forget things all the time. And B, once again, I like the fact that I'm like, all right, this is my process and I've documented what I've done internally. Now people can see that. Um, so there's really no questions asked. Um, and it kind of formalizes everything for me too. And then I can go back and actually reference this stuff in the future. I was always really jealous when I was younger because I had friends who are really good at documenting all the details of a certain trip and writing things down. I just was never really good at writing things down. Um, and then they would, could reference that later if they went back to that trip where I would just kind of like redo the whole trip plan again. Um, now I've gotten a lot better at writing all this stuff down, both kind of in the field base, but also if we want to extend this a little bit more, like if I go do a bunch of ski tours in an area, I'll actually go and like write down the logistics of what I found on those ski tours, what I liked about it, what the hazards would be, like the angles, like anything that's kind of relevant for maybe going back there again or sharing that information with somebody else. Um, that's kind of a little bit more of a stretch past the guide notebook, but it certainly is a continuation of kind of that documentation process that I've actually enjoyed and found really useful. Um, now, one of the really um, important pieces of this to me, and I have this weird obsession with this, I don't know why, is 
the Write in the Rain notebook. So Write in the Rain um, makes all kinds of different notebooks of different sizes that are spiral bound or just bound or stapled. And it's waterproof paper or water resistance paper. They actually make like a really waterproof paper that's more like a plastic. Um, but their general paper is actually made out of a wood fibers, I believe, um, that has some sort of waterproofing to it. So that's really useful in the field that you don't have your notebooks just disintegrate when they get wet. Now, granted, it's better if they don't get wet, to be honest. Um, but once they dry out, they, they tend to be a little bit more robust and rugged. And I, for some reason, I really love Right in the Rain. I, I'm a little bit obsessed with those products. But um, each notebook has a corresponding number. So you could actually look up on their website and find the, the number that works really well. Um, the bigger notebook that I tend to use is number 311FX. That's kind of like your um, typical like avalanche handbook um, field notebook size that you know those will just fit right into these little like sleeves that I mentioned from So Alpine, and that's kind of my bigger notebook. It's just kind of uh, it's like a spreadsheet in there, um, so it's just kind of columns and rows that make little um, boxes. And once again, you can fill that out however you want to organize that data or just write into it. But that's kind of like the bigger notebook that fits really well. Um, the smaller notebooks that I typically use would be. Um, number 374-M, which is a bound notebook. It's a little bit bigger. Um, my favorite notebook that they actually make, they no longer make, which is a little smaller than this one, which fits a little bit better in the pocket. But this is like a notebook I would use maybe if I didn't bring all my other big kit, just, just has that pertinent stuff, my hazard stuff, my emergency contact stuff, maybe a lesson plan. Um, it's a pretty good size notebook. It's bound, so there's a lot of pages in it. And I use that one quite a bit um, for making notes, like when I'm teaching stuff. But the real little gem... Once again, is the closest I can get to the notebook I really like that they made, but they no longer make, is number OR71FX-M. And this is a nice, small, it's a small notebook. Um, it's a stapled notebook, so there's less pages in it. But it's a really nice size in terms of it's not very thick. It fits really well, even in some smaller pockets. And this would be something that I would really use as my reference guide um, as I move out into the field and don't want to like have my bigger notebook um, or my bigger guide notebooks kind of packed in my pack a little bit deeper. So I do really like this smaller size for sure. I got the orange color. It's kind of nice because it stands out. But guide notebook is something worth developing, worth organizing, finding the tools that you find are neat or important in, in depending on the trip and kind of holding that. But it's like my little data center, right? That's where I kind of hold my navigation stuff, all this other stuff, um, and I can pull out and use as a reference um, when I'm in the field.